What are the individual tasks that you'd have to complete to be able to say, I've learned to play the guitar? Have a think. What are they? Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello. And welcome to episode 62. So this is kind of part two of getting control of your to-dos with Todoist. In episode 61, we had a look at Todoist and we looked at how to use it for very basic stuff. And we left you with some time to have a go yourself. And hopefully you've had a go and you've tried some of the basics. If you haven't and you're a little bit unsure about using an app to manage your to-do list then I do recommend going back and listening to episode 61 first. It's not very long. But if you have, or if you haven't, but you're still confident enough, being able to get to grips with managing your to-do list at a higher level, then let's crack on with level two. Now, if the only things you need to focus on are limited to buying more Findus Crispy Pancakes, and cutting the grass, I might give you some good ideas. Certainly for many of us, life is a little bit more complicated. And at level two, this is where Todoist starts to become more powerful. Let's meet Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello. Emma is a level two kind of person. She's got family commitments. She runs a property business with three other people, and she has two hobbies, She designs birthday cards that she sells online and she is a proper runner. Now, Emma is busy and at the moment she manages all these things using paper to-do lists and spreadsheets and that's okay. She does spend quite a lot of time updating the to-do list but she delegates the spreadsheet management to her wife, Sean. Now, before we get into level two, I just want to talk a little bit about projects. If you think of anything that needs two or more actions to complete it, that can be a project. And there's a big difference between having a clear project with clear actions and having a vague label for things that you want to do. For example, you might want to get flames painted down the side of the family saloon car. So you write on your to-do list, get flames painted on the Volvo. But actually, that isn't an action. Getting flames painted on the car is actually a project. And it's a project which consists of a number of smaller actions. Things like find a painter, decide on the colour of the flames, book the car in, find the cash, Explain to your partner that you are definitely not having a midlife crisis. And so on. As well as knowing what the project is, what's even more helpful is being clear on the individual actions that support it. Do you see what I mean? It's helpful to keep track of the detail because you can't do a project. 
You can't do Lucy's birthday. That doesn't describe any actions. It's just a title. You can't do learn to play the guitar. In fact, if the only thing you've got written down is the name of the project, learn guitar, that, my friend, is where procrastination lives. You see, there's a difference between being clear on the actions that you need to take and writing the word guitar on a bit of paper. And the good news is that what you can do is you can be really clear about what are all the tasks I have to do so that when they are done, I can say this project is over. The even better news is you don't have to come up with all of the tasks before you start the project. The only thing you need to be clear on is what is the next thing? What's the next thing I need to do to move this project along? And you can add in the other tasks as you remember them. What are the individual tasks that you'd have to complete to be able to say, I've learned to play the guitar? Have a think. What are they? Take a few seconds to think. I'll sit here and I will play you some inspiring music while you think. No, that wasn't me playing. I wish it was. So, what did you have in your list of actions for the project Learn to Play the Guitar? Now, obviously, you'll have things like um, listen to all of Metallica's back catalogue, order a bullet belt, Google thrash metal styles, and so on. Okay, you might have different things. Anyway, whatever the project is, Todoist can help you get them done. And that's because if you can clearly and easily capture what the tasks are and have them in front of you constantly and then work through them in a clean, simple, organised way, you are much more likely to actually do it instead of having some vague aspiration written on a piece of paper that sits hidden in a book or on a shelf for three weeks until the next time that you pick it up, you read it, you wish you'd done it and you put it back down again. So Todoist is set up to handle lots of different projects. Even with a free plan, you can have up to 80 projects and you can share each project with up to five people. Hello. You can have recurring dates for routine things. You can set priorities. You can integrate the projects with other apps. We've talked about, uh, um, we've talked about virtual assistants, but you can also integrate it with things like Slack or Outlook. So even at the free level, Emma could organise tens of different projects from birthdays to budgeting, from car maintenance to dog walking. She can set up projects for hobbies, organisations, schooling, literally anything and everything. And she can share them so others can help her get things done. She can set the tasks up as one-off for a particular day, or she can set them up as recurring tasks that come back every time they need to be done. And all of this for free. Here's Todoist summary, which covers everything that we've talked about so far. Start getting tasks out of your head and onto your to-do list, no matter where you are or how much of a hurry you're in. Simply click or tap to create a task 
and use natural language to quickly add the details. Set a due date, or a recurring due date, like every Monday, so you never forget a deadline again. Then, organize your task into a project, and add a priority level so you know what's important and what can wait. You can even share projects and delegate tasks to a family member, friend, or coworker. Once it's in Todoist, you can stop worrying about it until it's due. With all your tasks organized in one place and synchronized across all your devices, you'll be able to easily review the day or week ahead. Todoist is the only task manager that helps you set productivity goals and keep track of them with beautiful visualizations. Use the feedback to stay on track and make real progress towards your goals. At the end of the day, you can rest, relax, and recharge for tomorrow with the peace of mind of knowing that everything is 100% organized and accounted for. So Emma has now got all her different activities sorted into projects. She has set the tasks up for when they're needed. She's shared some with other people to help her get them done. She's even learning to play the guitar. She's motoring with the free version of Todoist. All is calm and all is fine. So, why would you want to do more? Well, for many of you, you don't. This is enough. In fact, that's the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. But why would you want to do more? Because we're still at level two here. Emma is happy. But there are some things that Todoist has on the premium plan that could help her even more. Now, I'm not sure why they called it premium. I hope they're not listening to this. Because the premium plan is currently $3 per user per month if you pay annually. That's not even the cost of one coffee a month. Ah, do you remember getting a coffee? Shall we get a coffee? What do you fancy? Costa? Latte? Americano? Maybe a cheese and ham panini? Ah, what great memories. Anyway, lockdown might be over now for you. And if it is, I still recommend getting one less coffee and spending the $3 on Todoist Premium. Now, in amongst the many things that you get on the Premium plan, there are two things that make a big difference at level two. These are labels and karma. If you have a lot of projects, you've got a lot of tasks. On premium, you can have up to 300 projects. That is a lot of projects. Think about it. If you've got 30 tasks to do in a day, how do you decide what order to do them in? Should you... Buy that new expensive handbag before you take out the trash. When is the best time to read the kids' school report? Or call Jeff. You've got to clean the bathroom, take those mail-order things back, buy some milk, buy some Finder's Crispy Pancakes, update the budget, Skype the team, read the reports, buy a hat, get dressed, get undressed, eat cheese, make hay while the sun shines, and so on, 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 and so on. So which ones do you do when? Well, let's think about two of the tasks that Emma has for today. And these two tasks are competing for her attention. One is to check her email inbox. And the other 
is a one-off task, which is to write a report for her investors. Now, we all have those different kinds of things, don't we? We have quick stuff and we have more detailed stuff. And in deciding when to do these, there are things you need to think about. What are they? What do you reckon that you might need to consider when you're setting these tasks up? Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about bullet belts and thrash metal. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you. If you want to talk about bullet belts and thrash metal, please email me at sharpthepodcast at gmail.com and I'll happily talk to you about thrash metal till the cows come home. So when you're setting these tasks up, the sorts of things you need to think about are how long will this task take? Where do I do it? What level of focus or energy do I need to give it? Does it need someone else's input? Can I do it on my phone? Or does it need to be done on a laptop? And so on and so on. And with all these variables, you could spend as long on the day deciding which tasks to do as you could just doing them. And right there is another trap because the temptation is sometimes to tick off the one that's quickest. But that may not necessarily be the right thing to do in that moment. Well, there is a better way. When you're setting the task up, before you have to do it, ask yourself those same questions. How long will it take? Is this a five-minute task or will it take longer? Where will I need to do it? Can I do it on my phone? Do I need to do it on a laptop? Does it need high focus or less focus? And so on. So you can give the task labels for these different contexts. I've got the following labels set up in my Todoist. Five-minute job, 10-minute job, Full focus, low energy, phone and PC. Now a label is different to a project. The project is where the task sits. It's the bucket, it's the folder that you've decided that that task sits in when you're not doing it. But when it's time to do the task, it actually doesn't matter what folder or what project it's in, does it? On any given day, all you want to know is which are the quick jobs? Show me all the tasks I can do on my mobile. Show me all the tasks I need to do on a PC. Which tasks will need some focus? So this way, you can use your labels to batch them together and do them more effectively, more quickly and to a higher standard. So here's Emma. She's in her car. She's arrived 15 minutes early for a meeting. So she can quickly look at the labels for five minutes and mobile and knock off a couple of things, get them done, and get them out of the way. And as for that other task, the writing the report one, because that's got the label full focus, Emma can plan to do that one first thing next day, because she knows that that's when her energy levels are at their highest. Now obviously, if you've only got two or three tasks a day, you don't really need labels. But if you've got 10, 20, or more tasks they make a huge difference. And again, it's taken me longer to explain the principle than it actually will be for you to do it. Here's a couple of quick examples to show you how quickly you can do all of this with Todoist. So imagine you've got a project called Flames. And obviously, 
That is a project that contains all the tasks that are needed to turn your family Volvo into a work of art by painting that flamey stripe down the side. Um, I like I like to make these things like real world. Oh, clearly you all will want to be doing this. Um, so you've got all the relevant tasks in the folder ready to start the project, but you realize that you've missed one. You need to spend 10 minutes choosing a color for your flames, but you don't want to do it in front of your partner because it's a, it's a surprise. And you have to do this task on a PC so you can see the picture clearly. So you create a new task in Todoist by writing these words. Choose color of hashtag flames at PC on Saturday at 3 p.m. So that's nine words, which will take you about 11 seconds to write. And those nine words will now go and do the following things in Todoist. So first of all, it will take the task Choose Colour and it will put that task into the Flames project. And that's really good because it means it's not cluttering up your inbox. It goes straight into the project where you want to keep it. It will add the label PC and it will schedule the task for Saturday at 3pm and it will give you a nice little reminder at 2.30. That's really weird because it is Saturday at 3 p.m. So, four different actions, putting the task in the right place, ready for when you need it. Now, you might not own a Volvo and you might not want to be painting flames down the side of it. Um, so, let's think about a more sensible project. Um, you might have a project called Social. And in this project, this is where you manage all the tasks that you do to keep your social media up to date. So, you can add a task like this. Check Facebook every weekday at 9am, hashtag social, at mobile. So there you go, eight words. Um, I'm showing that I'm at the cutting edge of the latest social media, Facebook. It's new, you'll soon all be doing it. Um, so what do you get for your few seconds of typing there? Well, firstly, that task, check Facebook, gets put straight into your social project folder again instead of just being added into your inbox. Inbox. The task will appear every day at 9am in your today box, except at the weekends. It will send you a reminder at 8.30 with whatever kind of notification that you've chosen and it will apply the label mobile. So on the day, again, you can group together all the tasks that you're going to do on your mobile, including this one, and clear them together. Again, batching, a really effective way of working. All those actions, all those little wins, just by typing eight words. So that's labels. The other key function I mentioned on the premium plan is karma. Ah. Karma, K-A-R-M-A, not C-A-L-M-E-R, although um, arguably Todoist does make you karma as well. Now the problem with many task managers is they might be really efficient. 
but efficiency isn't everything. My economics teacher at school was efficient, but he was also boring, and I didn't learn very much from him. If you think about it, most task managers actually only show you one thing, the stuff that you haven't done yet. But we're human beings. We have spirit. We have desire. We are not machines. We need oiling. Okay, I'm not sure where I'm going with this one. The point is that as well as being clear on what we need to do, we can only get satisfaction and reward from what we have done. And most task managers aren't interested in that. In many of them, once you've done something, it completely disappears. Which is great for efficiency, but not for for reflecting. And arguably, some of the people that we encounter in life aren't interested in what we have done. And it's no coincidence that if someone doesn't share with you their appreciation of what you've done well occasionally, you tend to go off them, don't you? If you do journaling, I do journaling, it's the time of the day when you stop, you reflect and you think, what have I done today? And sometimes you forget what you've completed, don't you? It feels really rewarding to remember that, actually, I've done quite a lot. So Todoist does this in three ways. Firstly, it shows you completed tasks for however long you want to know. So you can look at what have I done today? What have I done this week? And that's nice for when you're reflecting. Secondly, it shows your productivity. And it shows you, by way of a lovely colourful graph, how you're doing against your daily goals or your weekly goals. And each bar in the graph is made up from the different colours of your different projects. So you get a really nice visual indicator to show you where you've spent most of your time. How do I get across how great this visual indicator is? when this is an audio medium. Have you ever seen Neapolitan ice cream? Think about that. Thirdly, the karma indicator works along the lines of gamification. Now, gamification isn't about Nintendos, or as Stuart Lee says, 30-something-year-olds playing Pokemon Go. Gamification is a technique used in learning or experience design to take elements that make games so pleasurable and apply them to non-gaming situations. You know when you build up likes and followers on social media? That's gamification. Now in Todoist, the karma levels increase as you complete more tasks on time. And if you complete tasks late, it decreases. Now there's eight karma levels, from beginning to enlightened. Now you might be thinking, hang on a minute Steve, I'm not 10, I've never played Pokemon Go, and I'm using this for serious professional stuff. And that's right. But even as professionals, we still respond well to a sense of accomplishment and achievements, don't we? And for the few of you that don't, Todoist is still a very good tool. Even if you never want to look at your Neapolitan ice cream bar chart. Now, before we finish off level two, as well as the labels and karma that we've covered in detail, you also get at the premium $3 a month plan, a few other things. 
integration with your Google Calendar. So any tasks you've got that have got a date and time, they'll appear on your Google Calendar. And there's also integration allowing you to turn emails, either in Gmail or Outlook, straight into tasks. That's pretty cool. And the ability to allocate up to 25 people per project. That's for those people with teams or massive families. And there's loads more on the premium plan. So in level two, we've moved on from shopping and simple to-dos. I've added Finder's crispy pancakes to your shopping list. We've looked at creating projects, identifying clear tasks, planning those in advance using labels to help get the right tasks get done at the right time and place, karma and productivity to get a sense of accomplishment and achievement, and we've touched on integrating with Google Calendar, Gmail and Outlook. You might only use a few of the things we've talked about, you might use loads, and obviously I'm going to list them in the show notes as well. But if you are looking to move up from a simple to-do list that you currently have on paper, or you're already using an app or program of some sort, but you want more control and less stress, you want more elegance, I think what we've covered in this section may be useful, and Todoist does them really well. And at this level, Todoist can easily support three or four projects with simple actions, right up to multiple projects with lots of complexity. The next section, level three, is going to be shorter. I'm only going to just touch on the things that Todoist can do that might be useful to people working across shared projects and large teams. But like last time, we're going to let you have a go at the level two stuff for yourself before we move on. So try the things that Emma's using. I'll make sure that the key ideas and all the links are in the show notes. And we'll see you next time in episode 63 for Level 3, where we'll meet Teresa. Hello. Hello.